Hello everyone and welcome to the Ferret Paradigm Podcast. This is an old episode from Stolen Our Hearts and it was one of my earliest episodes. I really wanted to interview one of my absolute favourite ferret personalities, Karina, who runs the rescue that I have adopted most of my ferrets from. Uh, Unfortunately she was a bit too nervous to actually talk to me on audio so I had one of my friends record with me um, what Karina sent to me in text form. Um, Unfortunately my friend is not an actor but at least the information comes across right? (laughs) Yeah I'd probably do this differently now but you know it was one of my earlier ones and I really do not want to just delete this episode um, even though it's not the highest quality because I just love Unwanted Fuzz so much and yeah I really don't want to lose it so hopefully I'll get another chance to interview her in the future but this is it for now enjoy this interview was very important for me because this person is a big part of my ferreting life. Uh, it's Karina, the owner of Unwanted Fuzz, the place where I got uh, my three current ferrets. Um, the interview is a bit weird though today because she was unable to talk to me personally in audio. Uh, so she's written down her answers. So that isn't very good for podcasting, obviously. So I have asked my friend Robin, uh, the woman who made the, the podcast logo, to read out her answers for me so this is not Karina's voice you're hearing but it is her words and it does sound it does sound read rather than um, a spoken interview but hopefully you'll get the information that you need from it first a little introduction about Karina I can't remember uh, how I first heard about Karina but she was around on various Facebook groups and Uh, We fell in love with one of her ferrets when we went to visit her. Um, We'd been looking at Quincy online for a little while. Um, We already had um, some experience with so-called disabled ferrets because we had an elderly ferret and we just thought he was the most adorable little guy ever. Sorry, I'm getting a bit sad because he only passed away uh, a few months ago. Um, but we got him from Karina after having a great play date with her and him and learning about him. Then one time we were on holiday in the Mornington Peninsula and we went to visit, as you do, and we fell in love with Lucy and so we had to go and buy a travel cage for her and we took her on the Great Ocean Road on the way back. Um, and we also got uh, Trixie. She was very much planned. And then again we visited and then we met these two little ferrets and their brothers and sisters and we thought they were really cool but we said no, we were going to walk away from them. And then a few months later uh, one of our ferrets passed away and those two little baby ferrets were now rehabilitated and able to be adopted. And so we went, I'm just intending to pick up Winnie, but when we got there, we just couldn't say no to his sister Marie as well. Um, yeah, so we ended up with two more there from Karina. And our mum's almost killed us, even though we didn't even live with them. 
they were just like oh my gosh another ferret what is wrong with you um yeah so we brought home a little surprise (laughs) going on these trips to get the ferrets it was a big deal um we found the ferret that we wanted online or Karina told us that she'd have a group of ferrets available um and we did road trips and a road trip for us to Karina's is about six or seven hours of solid driving that's not with um that's seven hours without a break and it was often in summer because that's when ferret breeding season is so we'd drive um all the way from Adelaide to Creswick which is near Ballarat in Victoria and we'd usually stay the night and we'd get ourselves some uh, pies and the best vanilla slices in the world from the Beechworth Bakery usually the day after on our way off to um, back to Adelaide and our parents would get us to bring home some vanilla slices as well Um, because they absolutely love them as well and yeah, Karina's just made the experience of us getting ferrets very personal. Um, yeah, like we can go in there and play with the ferrets that we're thinking of getting, which is just lovely. So a few times we've had a, a really good choice. Um, we got Quincy, Lucy, Trixie, Winnie and Marie from Karina. So here's the interview. Um Sorry again for the readingness of the interview, um, but I I just wanted to ask her these questions and I've been wanting to ask her for a while and I thought you guys would be interested. Like I said, Karina is the person who runs Unwanted Fuzz. Hi Karina, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey all, my name is Karina. I've been an animal lover my whole life, but as an adult became even more so. I've been involved with various animal rescue groups since around 2010-2011. Other than animals, how do you like to spend your time? Uh, Gardening and taking photos. I know you have a lot of pets. What pets do you currently have? At the moment, I currently have the same one and only Old Doggo Chaos. Three cats, blue tongues and shingleback lizards, turtles and crested Indian runner ducks. I can't tell you how many ferrets I have. My partner who lives at a different location has peacocks, turkeys, chickens and ducks also. You have probably seen many different animals amongst my photos. Yes I have. What pets have you had before these ones? Uh, Throughout my life, I've owned rats, rabbits, guinea pigs, snakes, goats, sheep and fish. I have scaled down a lot these days. Are ferrets your main love or do you love all animals equally? That's a hard question. Ferrets certainly have a bigger piece of my heart, but I love all animals and wouldn't turn my back on any needing help. I once hand-raised a litter of wild rat babies with an eyedropper. Can you describe your ferret setup? My ferret setup is changing all the time. I get bored looking at the same thing, so revamp it every now and then. At the moment, it is four large bird aviary type cages and several ferret kingdoms. There are photos of post and present cage setups on the Unwanted Fuzz Facebook page. 
What sorts of things are currently in your aviaries? In the aviaries, there are ball pits, tunnels, heaps of different beds and levels to climb on. How about the setups and habitats for the other animals? Uh, the turtles have a pretty awesome habitat outdoors. Their pond is approximately 6 by 4 by 3 feet with plenty of room to get out and sun themselves. The other animals are pretty standard. Other than ferrets, what's your favourite? Other than ferrets, I guess I love cats and ducks or turkeys. How did you get into ferret rescuing? I began rescuing ferrets as I realised there was a lot of misguided info about them and a lot of people weren't caring for ferrets correctly. I wanted to help educate the public about correct diet and housing. Can you please describe your rescue? Basically, I'm one person taking in ferrets that need a place to go. I take in ferrets that people no longer want, strays, ferrets with health or behavioural issues. I desex, vaccinate, microchip and rehab these ferrets and then find them loving, knowledgeable homes. Do you have volunteers that help you? What do they do? If you don't, why not? I do have a few people that will transport ferrets to me if I'm lacking time to travel myself. There are no carers as such, as there is no need for extra people at this time. How many ferrets on average do you take in a year? How many are currently in your care and how many are adoptable? I can't give an estimate on how many ferrets are taken per year. It always fluctuates and ferrets have actually become rather popular during COVID-19. Why might a ferret not be adoptable? A ferret might not be adoptable if it has a medical condition that is costly or untreatable or if it has displayed very aggressive behaviour. Those type of ferrets always get to stay with us. We currently have four rescues looking for homes. What's it like running a rescue? Five years ago, I would have said rescue is very busy, but ferrets are becoming popular as pets now, so it's fairly quiet. Oh, why is it becoming quieter as they become more popular? More people are liking having ferrets as pets. More people are also using them to hunt as well. COVID-19 has changed a lot of people. Maybe we are reverting to the older days where rabbit stew was on the tables more often. Can you tell us some of your rescue stories? I remember the first time seeing foot rot and mange. That was very upsetting and took a lot of time and TLC to get those ferrets healthy again. Kate and Clark actually stayed with me for the remainder of their lives. There are probably photos on the Instagram page there have been many adventures and stories over the past nine years. A few of Karina's rescue stories involve ferrets that I have or had. Uh, forgive me if I haven't got their stories exactly right, Karina. Uh, my old boy Quincy, who recently passed away, was originally called Fate by Karina. She had passed a sign advertising ferrets a few times. Eventually, she decided she had to go in and found Quincy, a baby boy without the use of his back legs. The owner told her that he had been about to go out back and kill him with a shovel because no one wanted him. Karina had also rescued Winnie, Marie, their mother and the rest of their siblings. They had been huddled on a small wooden plank in their cage as the rest of the cage was wire and hurt their feet. They were absolutely covered in poo. None of the babies were able to walk even though well over the age that they should have been very active. 
These babies in Quincy were all suffering from what's known as swimmers, also called rickets. This is caused when the babies aren't given enough calcium in utero and as babies due to malnutrition of the mother. Winnie was particularly affected and I'll post up some photos. His spine has what looks like a kink in it. Karina was able to rehabilitate these babies and others over the years with supplements and water therapy. Quincy and Winnie are or were able to walk and enjoy life just with a bit of a weird gait. Quincy used to walk like a pirate with a swagger and Marie, you can't even tell there was ever a problem from just a quick glance. Her toes are a little weird but she's fine. Winnie and Marie also developed cataracts at a very early age. The vets think it's another result of malnutrition. However, I love them just the same and I'm so grateful to Karina for rescuing them. She also bottle fed our ferret, Trixie. What are your personal boundaries for when it comes to keeping yourself mentally okay for rescuing? I try not to form too much of a bond, otherwise they end up staying. I'm a sucker for health issues. When a sick ferret comes in and needs a lot more attention, it becomes harder to let go. I guess I just have to remind myself that I can't keep everyone, otherwise I'd have no room to continue saving others. How many ferrets are your own personal ones? How did you choose them? I have 27 ferrets here at the moment. Five of these belong to my daughter, so we'll go with her if she ever moves out. Five were my best friend's ferrets, and I took them on when she couldn't look after them anymore. Most of the others were rescues, with behavioural issues that couldn't be adopted out. Buddy couldn't actually be touched at all for the first 12 months after he arrived, and we had to train him to get into a carry cage to move him into the playpen and back. He is very well behaved now, though. How do you keep your ferrets at the right temperature? We had a misting system attached to our cages previously, as well as using litter trays for fresh water and snorkeling, we also occasionally hose down the cages in extreme weather. Ferrets can warm themselves up okay, so it's just a matter of keeping them cool in the heat. Without the misting system, how do you do it now? Didn't it work? No, it still works. I just moved the aviaries to the other side of the yard and haven't set it up again. Oh, and it's not hot yet. Makes sense. What sort of person do you look for when adopting out your rescues? What sort of people do you refuse to adopt out to? People often message asking if we have any ferrets available. I always ask about the kind of diet and cage they'll be using. If the answers are acceptable, we organise a meet-up. If the answers are not, but the person is willing to learn, listen and change, then I still organise a meet-up. If a person is not going to feed or house correctly and will not listen or change, then they cannot adopt from me. What do you feed yours and what do you expect adopters to feed? We feed a balanced, raw-only diet consisting of meats, organs and bones. We expect anyone that adopts from us to continue with the raw-only diet. Ferrets are obligate carnivores so need to be fed a balanced raw diet to prolong their lifespan and minimise health issues. How much does it cost you to rescue and care for the ferrets, excluding your own I suppose? In regards to cost of care, I have never really added that up as looking after ferrets is something I love. 
the vet work they all receive is a lot more than the adoption fee though. How many hours a day does it take to look after them? I would spend at least two hours per day looking after ferrets, but sometimes a lot more. It's helpful having play areas built onto the aviaries. What have been the biggest challenges and joys? My biggest challenge and joy was when the ferrets contracted canine distemper. It was an extremely hard time, but also very joyful to say we survived. There is an interview from this time on the Instagram page. What one piece of advice would you give for ferret owners? My advice for ferret owners would be to research and always be open to change. Listen and learn. How are new owners supposed to figure out which info to trust in their research? I guess they need to go with their gut and observe the ferret's conditions. For example, ferrets that are fed an incorrect diet tend to smell a lot more and toilet a lot more. They also have coarser hair. What advice would you have for people setting up a pet rescue? Starting rescue takes a lot of work. Get involved with an existing group first, even if it's not for your species. That way, you can experience things on a lower scale before jumping straight in. That's what I did. It's not really something you can jump straight into if you haven't had any previous experience. There are so many different things and experiences. Oh, what rescues did you work with? I worked with a cat rescue called Friends of Felines, and then another rescue called Around the Pounds. If anyone wanted to donate to the rescue, how can they do that? Donations can be made into our vet account, or you can help out by purchasing our ferret bedding. Thanks, Karina. The ferret bedding can be found on the Unwanted Fuzz Facebook page. Karina says there's always some available. If you can't find it, I suggest you go ahead and message her. It's very good quality bedding and comes in different sizes and colours and it helps a great cause. I'll leave the vet's details in the notes and on the website and Facebook page if you'd like to contribute to that. Thanks again, Karina. I'm so grateful you are willing to answer some of my many questions. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope to hear from you soon. If you're getting value from my podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends, and join the Facebook group, Stolen Our Hearts.